uh, welcome to another episode of the T-Wiz podcast with myself, Tony Marks, and the captain of the SS Hangtime, Qantas Flight 39. The Ready Wizard for takeoff. Up there for six and a half hours. I thought, well, I'm going to mark this one hand, not two hands. Just hey. about to mark it, then a 747 approach. I said, can you get out of the airspace? I've got to do my fucking stuff. Pick up another car. Uh, move out the way, captain. Hey, Tony, had that many cars had my own car yet? You certainly did. So I had 16 fucking Commodores for one Lambo. Caps goes boom. <laughs> Caps goes boom. It's been a great week. I'm out of hospital. I didn't die. You didn't die. But, t- Wiz, tonight we have two incredible guests, both iconic Australian comedians, Jack Levi, a.k.a. Elliot Goblet. Yep. And the great Aussie bloke, Chris Franklin. It's going to be Goblet great. Elliot Goblet was one of the best. He was on Hey Hey with us back in 85. And we had two things in common. We're both our neighbours. You were both on neighbours? Yeah. Really? Back Not at the same time. I was 85 and he was 86. I had three episodes. He had one. I call it. I taught Kylie Minogue how to sing and dance. She's worth four hundred fifty million, and I'm worth fuck all. North Bournemouth. <laughs> Who cares? I'm a survivor, mate. You're a survivor. I am a survivor. Previously on the T Wiz podcast, we should get uh, some previously on Law and Order. And how's your week been, Tony? Mate, I'm living the dream. How's it been going with the kids? All right. The kids are fucking fantastic. They got a brand new puppy this week, which cost the ex. Just over four grand. All right. So uh, just want to send a shout out to the hitman, whoever's going to jump the fence, try and pinch my dog. That's How are you doing? Yeah, Hope you're having a good night. Days, aren't they? they certainly are. Even our cat's worth two and a half grand, the ragdoll. <laughs> fuck, I might sell the bastard. He's been keeping me up for fucking eight and a half years. <laughs> Scratching the fuck out of that door. Uh, mate, eight and a half years. He's probably uh, probably only got uh, a few miles left in the tank. Yeah, I reckon. Hey, was uh, last week, Rusty Brown, Electric Mary, they uh, had the single, The King of Rock and Roll. That single is available for purchase now on iTunes, streaming on all major platforms. You can also grab some great merch from the band, electricmary.com. He did a great job last week, Electric Mary. He Thanks did, for didn't coming he? coming in. He was fantastic. And um, we've got some big guests this week. It's going to be very, very fantastic. Well, Franklin? Yeah, we do. Have Elliot Goblet. We certainly do. Uh, with Electric Mary, if you want to keep up to date with all things Electric Mary, electricmary.com. We're hoping to get Rusty back in the studio in about six weeks. Very funny, Electric Mary, to, and very great singer. To preview their new single. That's going to be fantastic. Were you going to ask me how many week was, Tony? I'm going to get there, mate. I'm going to get there. I certainly am. You're, uh, you're, fucking, we'll you're rich to tell me, aren't you? Get on with it, mate. I get paid by the minute, not by the inch, unlike the porno. So I get paid very, very well. And you can book Warwick now through Cameo and Memo oh, for one eighty five a minute. It's all for your bar mitzvahs, birthdays, presents, Christmases, babies born, divorces. Caps does it all. Caps does it all. So just download the app and don't you be fucking shy. You won't be shy. I mean, you're still getting paid by the inch. That's imperial. I think we've moved to metric. You could oh. probably uh, you could probably <laughs> fucking sharpen up the uh, sharpen the pencil there a bit. Well, last week we also had Simon Hosford from uh, incredible guitar player. He'll be back in the studio with my fellow bandmates and brothers next week. He's been on twice, and he's the only person in Australia who can do the Van Halen. Lee break for 15 he minutes. He'll be bringing his new guitar, Annette, his new 5150 replica guitar, custom built for the Hoss and flown in from LA. Simon and the Fair Warning Band will perform a special tribute to Van Halen, Friday the 14th of Jan. Wizarded myself and even Nicky D will be in attendance. I think we might even be the guest of honour at his gig there, Wizard. I think we'll be, it's, it's fantastic being so well known as myself and <laughs> to a lesser yourself, Tony, but how's all the VIP tickets we're going to get for next year? We are just cleaning up. We are cleaning we up. We are just racking up points in the Kappa Cave and really enjoying ourselves. We certainly year. are. You can book tickets for Fair Warning's gig at the Corner Hotel at thecornerhotel.com.au. Fair Warning's show and you'll see the David Lee Roth of the Sydney Swans. It could be the night of your That's life. It's going to be shit. Right. Next week we've got a special guest. Alex Bite Me Burgers is coming in all the way from South Melbourne. He's going to shave his beard off and he's going to share a couple of lines with us. I have no fucking so idea what you're talking about. Yeah, Alex from Bite Me Burgers. <laughs> from where? Uh, uh, North Bourne. He had one of the biggest uh, restaurants in Australia just behind Warwick. Really? I had cappuccinos and he had Alex Bite Me Burgers. Jeez. So he sold that because I told him to sell it, sell it, get out well before COVID hits. And now he's a personal friend of mine. He is. He looks like an Iraqi terrorist. But he's, he's come straight. He's coming straight in next week, and he's going to bring the pizzas, and we're going to have a good old shindig. Oh, sounds like it. And there's one problem: he breaks for Carlton. Oh well, fuck! You can't have it all, mate. Hey, uh, you know what was? You know what was <laughs> so really three entertaining? Three cheers to Alex, and three cheers to Warwick, and to a lesser extent, three cheers for Tony. I'll just take two cheers tonight, <laughs> mate. Um, you know what? I love the fact that we're still in lockdown, can't go 15 k's from home, yet they're talking about uh, introducing international travel. So, fucking come on into the country, everybody. Come in, yeah. Who gives a fuck now? Yeah, and... Uh, Open slather. You know, we're still uh, not allowed to leave our house after nine o'clock at night, but, you know, if you want to fly in, just come on in. Yeah. It's happening. It's, it's going to happen in Melbourne. It's going to happen It's going to happen in Melbourne. You know, daylight savings and the curfew. I mean, old mate Dave here can barely get a scotch and sofa after dark these days, so... Uh, oh, nice. 
you know, I don't know what he's going to do it's about it. Pretty bad drink service tonight. It's pretty you bad. Know, it's very slow. Hey, guess what, Tony? I had a sore back on Monday, right? I had a real sore back. I'm thinking, <laughs> that's not like me, a supreme athlete sitting on heads for a living. Why have I had a sore back for two weeks? So Alex put me into a nice little doctor, Monkey, up at um, Doncaster. Yeah. And I thought, because I know the body too well. I'm fucking talking into that, mate. How close do you want me to get? Oh, mate, I want it right in your mouth. Do you mouth. want me to suck that microphone off? <laughs> get it right in your mouth, You mate. folks are really starting to piss me off. I can't get any closer. Right? You want to feel that foam on your top lip, mate? Mm. There you it feels, go. It feels like Lisa's <laughs> underpants. It was beautiful. <laughs> really starting to get blood. Uh, what a great show. Me too, actually. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. getting back to yeah. me. Enough about you. Let's okay. talk about myself. What yeah. do you think of me? So I anyway, love you. Alex, thank you. you got me a new doctor, thanks to Monkey. Yeah. So I thought... I don't know, my back's fucking starting to shit me two weeks, and I'm usually pretty fit, mate. I used to sit on heads for a living. Why is it still sore? So I had an MRI. Yeah. Had a seven fucking mil. Seven, seven mil. mil kidney stone. Seven mil kidney stone. So You've been carrying that thing around. Fucking two weeks. Mate. Lisa's and- been jumping on me back, doing pole vaults and putting the knife in. I'm thinking, that feels nice, but mate, it's still hurting. You might as well have been a bricky labour carrying that fucking oh, boulder around. Yeah. But anyway, I got it out. So three cheers for monkey. Three cheers for monkey. Three cheers for the surgeon. And um, what they do now... It's a new $20 million machine. Mm-hmm. They don't put it up your ass or your cock. They just put it outside your anus. <laughs> and I said to the surgeon, you've got six hours to stop that because that's fucking feeling good. And they vibrate it out and they break it up. They vibrate so it out. So you just piss out blood. No, so here, I, I here bet I that was optional extra. So can you give us a clap with that? Yeah. Uh, uh, so give us a clap. Oh, that's Thank the you. money. That's that, probably what it cost you. Yeah, it cost five, yeah. There it is. How about that? It did cost five grand. I got ripped off. It cost five grand? But yeah, money well spent. So here I am. So three cheers for Warwick. I didn't die. Three cheers for Warwick. So I've got appendix burst, two scratch corneas, and a fucking seven mil kidney stone. I reckon we might have so to get the ambulance cover, mate. So how was your week, Kojak? All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking. <laughs> 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 you can tell Tony's got a sense of him the way he's dressed. Yeah. There it is. Speaking of the lovely Lisa, mate, when, when are you and uh, Lisa going to be tying the knot? You, I know that you put it off uh, in 2021. Well, that's, come, that's come out of the blue. It has. You must have read Woman's Day on the Wall, did you? I did. I was reading Woman's Day on the Wall, and also Nicky D was telling me he was going to be a best man. That has yeah. to be bullshit, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been sacked. He's too expensive. He's too expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants appearance money. He thinks yeah. he's Warwick Capper's apprentice. I thought he just fucking got free accommodation under the stairs here. He has got a point. He's never got his own to prick, does he? So answer not, your question, probably next year, yeah. Probably next year. We might just get to Port Douglas and just invite no one so I can save shitloads of money and just have the party at Tula's ex-husband's house and we'll fucking get fucked up and have some scotch and we'll have a two-day party at the beautiful Sticks and Stones, Sticks one of the best Stones. places in Eltham. So, Nicky D, I guess uh, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a big uh, no-go for you and the uh, best man there, Nicky D, no, unfortunately. He, he might get a berth. If he can afford the airfare, he can come up and... He can carry the drinks. <laughs> Is that normally what the best man does? No, he usually he usually pays for the bucks not, but I, I actually run bucks not myself. Ah, but he can pay. You can you can organise it all, and okay, Nicky, Nicky can pick up the bill. Okay, you're in. You and Dave. Hey, um, the, the rang has been sacked. The rang. Oh, wow, <laughs> rang has been sacked. Jeez. The rang is that ugly and make a train take a dirt road. So he is sacked, and we've got Alex, Dave, Tony might get a berth, and maybe Nick. Maybe Nick. Maybe Nicky D. Oh, maybe Con. I feel bad for him. He's doing organising the memorabilia. So maybe Con. Them's their fighting words there, Wiz. And maybe Nick's apprentice. He might get a birth too. He's nice to me tonight. Holy we'll see shit. how things pan out the next five hours, eh? Yeah. So we're really catering to the studio audience tonight. We are. Speaking of fighting, Wiz, did you happen to see the Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder fight, the no, boxing what, match? No, fill me in. What happened? Fucking I was in like a heavy, was in heavyweight championship fight for the ages. Absolute barn burner. This is uh, Fury Wilder 3. First one was a draw. Second one, Fury stopped him in the seventh round. And then is this was just an absolute, absolute cracker. Is that boxing or kickboxing? It's boxing. Hey, Nikki D, pull up that little YouTube clip. Check out this. This is Tyson Fury at his best. This is Deontay Wilder, yep. Wiz, so, talking about what he's going to do to Fury. You have a listen to what Fury says he's going to do. Did he actually, actually do it? Yeah, listen. Check this out. Get on you, mate. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, uh, cop that. Right, and he, and absolutely. He, and, he, and he did, didn't he? Oh, mate, yeah, he gave him a belting. But that, that is the Gypsy King, and that is just an example of just how cool that guy did is. Did you watch he's that fight, He's an absolute fucking beast. And after last week, you guys were telling me about that TV show where everybody goes into a, a game and gets fucking killed. Yeah. Squid Game. I watched that first and every prick loved it. So I thought, I'm going to check it out. 
I thought this show was so weird, but it's not a bad show. It's different, isn't it? Alex, you watch it? Yeah. Sort of, you can't, sort of can't stop watching it, can you? Every prick gets massacred, but it's, not, it's not, not a bad watch. Not a bad watch. And after you and Lisa were telling me about it, a great new show, I binged the Squid, squid Game. Yep. And what a fucking disturbing Very human disturbing. being. I mean, I'm a disturbing hum- human being for spending all those hours back to back just like watching every episode. Well, no, I kept going for two days until, until it was finished. Mate, I just I couldn't stop watching it, but the whole time I was just fucking squirming on my chair. Well, don't give the twist away because it's, it's a good it's a good ending. It's unusual. It's a happy ending. So shut your mouth, mate. But the ending. <laughs> 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 fucking mate, those painkillers are making him a bit testy, don't yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> don't give it away for the listeners because we have got 1.4 million listeners now. Yeah, but they do work better when you shelve them. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got the fucking Panadine Ford up the back door. Does that work? Boom. Yeah, well, mate, fucking bring, bring them down. We'll both try. Okay, we'll try it now. <laughs> Dave? Yeah, I'll put yours in. You, put <laughs> you do mine. Okay, this show is starting to get really fucking uh, Nikki D, we're, we're getting ready. In uh, in post-production, Wizard, there's yep. going to be a, an incredible song that's playing in the background right here, but let me tell you what the time is. Okay. You want to know? Yep. It's that time. What's for time? somebody to take a capper? Okay, is it birthday wishes or is it? No, 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 no. This is take a capper. Is it happy birthday, Cunty? We really got to get you to these production oh. meetings. <laughs> we, we do like we, we do like our show because we like winging it. We do, and we don't like rehearsing. Well, I mean, you don't like rehearsing. So guess what? We've got Chatter, I think we're, I think we're at Chatter Nolan in two weeks, and we've got Sam Newman coming up. Yeah, well, I mean, it's great to hear Sam was on the phone before saying that he's happy to come on, so that'll be incredible. So we've got Take a Kappa. So, All Warwick, right. who we got first? Okay, we've got Take a Cappuccinos, and we've got Mrs. Minogue for calling in again. What's she say? She's calling in again. I can't read that. I'm fucking too blind. Lisa, can I borrow your glasses? Now, we're going to say Mrs. Minogue for calling in this week because she was really nice, and Kylie... Oh. I can't read that. Give it to me, Nick. Give it to me. Let, Give let, it to me. Let, 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 let this, my assistant this. read that because I can't not read that. You have set me up. Badly. So one vote for Mrs. Minogue for calling again, in bad. again last week to let Warwick know that Kylie's moving back home and inviting Warwick around right. to have some of those mild, slightly spicy Warwick Kappa sausages. What's she going to have, a hot dog with veins? <laughs> and uh, you were going to say you're happy to oblige, Carol. Well, it'd be nice if I could read the fucking sheet shit because I can't read fuck all. And that also says that you'll see her soon for some sponge cake and some Chardonnay. Okay. Is that the mother or her? Well, either way, mate, it's, it's, uh, you'll be the one going around paying them a visit. Yep, she is. That's one vote for Carol Minogue. Who we got two votes happy for? Happy votes, Carol Minogue. Lisa, have, have you got your can, glasses? Can, can, my, we, can, can my we... assistant blow that up? Because I cannot read that. Can you, can, you, uh, can you put these on? Can I put Mr. Minogue's glasses on? Let's see how we go here. Who we, who we got for two uh, two votes there, Wiz? Okay, I can read it now perfectly. Oh, there you go. That's William Shatner. This week, Bill launched into space above Blue Orbit, making him the oldest person to go to space. He was an old motherfucker. He got the same amount of thrust when I placed my penis and testicles on Chris Langford's neck and head for my 13th mark of the century. I had that many cars. I had my own fucking car, yeah. <laughs> nice job, Billy Boy, and well, nice I'm, job, Warwick Kappa. Well done, Billy Boy. Thanks, That's Billy two, Boy. Two, two votes for William Shatner. And he was 90. He was 90. Yeah, mate, unbelievable. Like, Captain Kirk. He's actually gone to space. And he's 90, yeah, he made it. He didn't have a heart attack. Can't believe it. Nikki D, who we got for three votes? All right, let's see if I can read it this time. There we go. Okay, guys, take a capper, number three. Three votes goes to Rusty Electric Mary, who came last week for his stellar performance last week. <laughs> Rusty's storytelling was worthy of being voted best in the ground because he just kept on fucking going. Congratulations <laughs> to Rusty Brown. You have taken a capper. Taken a... Yeah, so thanks, Rusty. I love you like a brother, but we are from Tasmania. There you go, we'll see Rusty. You shortly. Thanks, Rusty. Rusty Brown, you have taken a capper. You are best on ground. Thank you so much for your incredible appearance last week. We can't wait to see you again. Don't you dare yawn, Alex over there from Bite Me Burgers. Don't you dare burn. <laughs> so, Warwick. You know, not that uh, not that we're following the program or anything, but here you'll see that on my run sheet, I've got a little thing here to ask you about your kidney stone. Right. I think I already mentioned that, didn't I? I think you might have. It said, speaking of a capper, you're a little bit more aerodynamic after having your kidney stone removed. Yes, Don't yeah, you think so? Yeah, it was seven millimetres, so it was pretty big. Thank God I didn't come out of the hide me cock, because that would have been very, very upsetting for Lisa and myself. So thank God that um, new machine broke it up and it just went into the kidney. And just pissed out a bit of blood for five hours, and then it came good. I drank four liters of water, and then um, Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. Well, I hope I'm still getting an erection, so I might try that tonight. 
Well, get one of those I'm surprised up, you don't have one now. Might just go upstairs and look at top off, just so I can get some blood in it. So I was a little bit nervous. <laughs> it has been five days. It has been five days. Nikki D was meant to do a bit more of the housework this week while He's you done fuck all while you were you know struck down by the affliction of a kidney stone and an yeah. aversion to manual labour. Yep. Did he come out of his room under the staircase and contribute this week? Yeah, he did for five minutes. He did? He got the drinks for us, and now he's gone back in there. He's, so <laughs> he's thanks, gone mate. back under the thanks stairs. Thanks for making an appearance, at least. Ah, uh, there you go. Hey, uh, hey, Wiz, speaking of uh, Nikki D, last week, I think yeah. you might remember I said that, uh, you know, so we can get to the bottom of why our technical assistant is such a lazy fucker, maybe what we'll do is we'll uh, go to the source, and we will go to Nikki's dad and see yes. what's going on there. Right now, we've got Bruce D on the phone, Nikki's you, father. Brucey. How are you, Brucey? Bruce was a capo. You might have seen me around. Oh, mate, it's bloody great to see you. I love you, love you, love you, Wiz. You're a good man, mate. I love the full forwards. I was a bit of a Freddie Cook fan back in the day, but you weren't bad either, mate. Freddie Cook was brought up, wasn't he? <laughs> Boy, oh, Port Melbourne. It was all right. Bloody, yeah, he was, Very good. Days. He was great. Uh, Brucey, well, mate, th- thanks so much for taking my call. You know, as I told you, we're trying to get to the bottom of why your son's a lazy sack of shit and won't do anything around the house. Can you tell us a little bit about Nicky D growing up, Bruce? What's he like, mate? Well, well, Nicky's uh, he's in the bad books with his mum because uh, for the life of her, she can't find her oven mitts anywhere. <laughs> what? And uh, we discovered from an early age he had a, uh, a well... A chronic masturbation problem. Uh, she had a masturbation problem? He did. Wow. Did he? Chronic. <laughs> Nicky's a bit of a, cr- no skin on his hands. Yeah, that, that a chronic masturbator, and he's got a yeah. lot of lot of obsessions over the years. Uh, we found him uh, playing with the, his sister's Barbie dolls uh, whilst listening to uh, Pseudo Echo. <laughs> what a combination. His biggest obsession was was with you, though, Warwick. Uh, look, anything you would do, he would do it too. Like you wore the, the tight, you wore the tight shorts. Yeah, Nicky wore the tight shorts. You grew the long hair. He grew the long hair. You featured in a porno, and he tr- well, he tried the feature in a porno, but uh, <laughs> he did. He tried to fist himself, and I actually actually saw one point four million. Yeah, correct. Tell us more, Bruce. Keep Tell going. More, Bruce. Keep going. Even uh, tried to be a meter mate at some stage, but looked <laughs> fucking ridiculous with those shorts on. I know. But, uh, he doesn't I have s- the pins that Kappa does. I saw him with the shorts on to me. I like got a soft on. Somehow, if we could try and stop his chronic masturbation problem, I don't know what to do, but his mother's <laughs> upset. We can't find the oven mitts anywhere. Oh, my God. Uh, Oh, mate, I tell you, Lisa had busted him jerking off to Warwick Centrefold in Playboy. Yeah, he said he was only reading the articles, but we know Nicky D can't at, he read. At, he was looking at Lisa's vagina. I know his tricks. Oh, well, God. <laughs> well, they won't They won't let the family back at the SCG because we went back to see Warwick uh, many years ago, kick uh, 10 goals against the Tigers. We went along and we were uh, unfortunately sitting behind the Richmond cheer squad and they all proceeded to call Warwick a, a, a wanker. That's right. So what, whatever, I, whatever I they did, care, did I? I didn't give a shit, did I? Well, Nicky stood up and pulled down his trousers and started <laughs> masturbating ferociously. Ah, fucking get up, <laughs> oh, son. You're the best. <laughs> oh, that is something. That is. That is. My oh, support. fucking. Okay, thank you and so much, Bruce. Thanks, Bruce. We love you like a Mate, brother. Get him back, <laughs> uh, Nick. Get home quick. Our mum's upset with you. Yeah, get, get home, home. <laughs> quick and keep your fucking hands off your cock. Thank you, Brucey D. Nick is a chip off the old masturbating side. Yeah, a couple of masturbators. We'll be back after the break with Thanks, Jack Levi, aka Elliot Goblet. Elliot Goblet, stick come around. Stick around. Oh. Hey, Wiz, guess who we've got coming up right now? Elliot Goblet? We have got Jack Levi, a.k.a. Yes, Elliot Goblet. G'day, Jack. How are you, mate? Jack's the best. Uh, very good, guys. Elliot would say it's great to be inside your podcast. Hey, good idea, Jackie. I actually worked with you on Hey Hey yeah. years ago. Very funny on Red Faces. Yeah. You, you killed it. Um, I, I judged Red Faces once, yeah. That was yep. good. Yeah, and I, but I was on Hey Hey as a professional yeah. lots of times. You killed yep. it. Absolutely. Well, Jack, it's absolutely fantastic to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Um, you know, most people in Australia, they know who Elliot Goblet is through, you know, I guess Hey Hey It's Saturday has been a big part of that. I guess what I'd probably start off with is when you first started your journey as a stand-up comedian, Jack, where did you first perform? How did it all start for for uh, Jack Levi? Where did it all happen? Jack, you started in Melbourne? Uh, well, yeah, Melbourne. Yep. Um, 
the La Joke was the name of the comedy room upstairs yeah. last laugh in Smith Street, Collingwood in Melbourne. Yeah, I remember and that. And that was like an exercise like an exercise yard for me, you know. You could go there on a Tuesday or a Wednesday night and do a do a short spot, not be paid, but at least work out material so that you could find what was working and what wasn't. And um, that really started for me. I did 16 free nights before I got a paid spot. And 10 months after I started at La Joke, um, I was on a talent show called You're a Star, hosted by Tim Webster on Channel 10. Yeah, right. And that's where Daryl Summers and his crew discovered me. That's where they first saw you. Yeah, right. Well, they mate, saw how, me on that. How did how did the character of Elliot Goblet come about? Is that is that how you started? Did, did you start as Elliot or did you start as Jack? Was that your idea for the name, uh, mate, Elliot? Yeah, Elliot's my middle name, that's and Goblet I dreamt up in a bit of random brainstorming with myself. So that's how that came up. But uh, I, I when I started in the early eighties, the um, the comedy landscape was very rich. There was some phenomenal acts and all really original, you know, Los Trios, Ring Barkas and the Whittle family and the Hot Bagels. Ostentatious. And maybe. Alan Pentland and Colin Vince Marasco. Who, who else? Ostentatious. Ostentatious. Remember him? Ostentatious, on, yeah. I was on so, the Today Show with him, Kerry ann Kennelly. He was a funny prick, wasn't he? Very yeah, he, he comedy was, genius, he, he actually. Was, he was different. He was, he was different. He stared at me. And, and he still me, is, so. I believe. Yeah, I thought he, I thought yeah, he had a glass no, eye. He stared at me. I said, what are you looking at? He was, he was in character. I'm going, you started to fucking scam me, mate. <laughs> Jesus. That's uh, Mixing up with Colin Hay, eh? Yeah, and he definitely, he definitely led you, Australiana. So, uh, Jack, mate, how, how influential <laughs> was Daryl Summers and Hey Hey in your career? Oh, Daryl Summers, very influential, and he gave me my early exposure on the old Daryl Summers show. It was a yeah. Tuesday night, Tonight Show, in the, in the years when we had Tonight Shows. And then so, that yeah, went 82 and 83. I did eight shows in a year and a half. And um, and then moved on to Hey Hey in the evenings from 84 right up to the end in 1999. So you've got, I've really got to credit Daryl Summers because I did 29 shows with him. And out of that came the Midday Show and Big Gig and yeah. tonight, uh, the Tonight Show with Steve Weizard. So, yes, Daryl Summers, Fantastic, I've got it? to thank most of all. And he yeah. was on last week for the 50 years of uh, Hey Hey. Hey Hey, it was a great show too. Last yep. week, and, you, uh, you noticed that, yeah. Elliot, yes, Elliot was on that, yep. Yeah, killed it. Love it. I was on that. So, yeah. uh, Jack, over the years, Elliot Goblet have been compared to comics such as Stephen Wright with deadpan delivery of one-liners. And we've talked on the show before, I'd said that uh, I always found your style was similar to somebody I'd loved, who was Mitch Hedberg, with an arsenal of non-sequiturs. Yeah. Who, who were your comedy heroes coming up? Yeah, we, we love a deadpan. It's great when you talk. Funny as fuck. <laughs> Very funny, okay, mate. A bit of inflect. I'll put a bit of inflection in so that you know. You know, you're talking not to Elliot Goblet, but the, do a couple. The, uh, do a couple. Well, Jack Lee by and Elliot Goblet are co-tenants in the same body, so there. Yeah. Yep. Um, the, when I started, um, I was inspired by the Monty Python team. Yep. For the because of their fast and also comedians like uh, Steve Martin and George Carlin. Okay. Yep. Yep. Brilliant. Legends then I discovered probably. when I. Sorry. They're comedy legends right there. Yep. Great. Absolutely. And and after I started, I, I'd heard about Stephen Wright and later on Mitch Hedberg. Yep. And realised that I, I sort of kind of thought comedy in a similar way to those guys. Yeah. You know, we, we and in fact I, I I saw Stephen Wright three times in Australia and and I couldn't really laugh at him because every time he came up with a knockout uh, a joke, I'd be thinking to myself, geez, I wish I'd written that. <laughs> yeah. So I was a bit envious of his great lines. Yeah. Hey, Elliot, what do you call a. Um, yes, mate. Uh, hey, uh, Elliot, uh, what do you call a Greek man dropping oh, out of no. a plane at 30,000 oh, no. feet? Oh, no. No, no, no. Condescending. Boom! Condescending. Okay. You sound like you sound like the warm up guys <laughs> at the footy show. I do, yeah. No, oh. that's, why, that's why I said it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, 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 that's a running gag on this show, I tell you. Jack, that's for sure. Uh, I mean, speaking of footy, mate. Uh, uh, speaking of football, um, last time I saw you, Warwick was at a a grand final eve event at Mimo Music Hall in Melbourne. Yep. Um, would have been 2018, 2019, I guess. And you were very funny that night. You were the highlight, Elliot. Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tell the truth. Do you remember uh, that? Belly do you remember that night? Yeah, I do. you do. Elliot, I love it like a brother, but I'm from Tasmania. <laughs> so, what what was happening that night? Why uh, were you, like, why uh, were I think there? it was a, I think it was a footy show band. I think okay, it was, I think it was, I think that, that, that might have been the, um, 
Mangrook footy show, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, it was, was mate. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Oh. yeah, me and Dougie Hawkins. Yeah. Your Grant Hanson. Yeah, I was. I was the A grader. They were B graders. Yeah. <laughs> You pay for quality. <laughs> uh, well, you got plenty of quality. Well, here. whenever there was a flat spot, whenever there was a flat Shit, spot, yeah, Warwick just in. got in and said, "Come on, t- tell them what you really think," or something like that. Yeah. It was very funny. I had, to, I, had yeah. keep, I had to keep the atmosphere going. Hey, Elliot, I was on you big. Did. I was on Big Brother, Elliot, uh, about ten years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they said, "And they said, Warwick, how big is your penis?" I said, three inches from the ground." They said, "Get to the diary room," <laughs> and I was thrown out for nudity after two days. Elliot picked up thirty-five grand. No, I didn't care. It was all good. It was oh. all good fun. Thirty-five grand, not bad. Yeah. Not, not bad, but two thousand three. I'll take that. Jack, we'll hook you up with the producers of Big Brother. You can take some of that coin next time, mate. Hey, we should do a Absolutely, couple. Hey, Jack yeah. should do a couple of lines tonight. A couple of well, funny, funny well, ones. He's, funny, well, he's a funny bastard. So, Jack, you've produced comedy albums. You've appeared in film and television. I mean, you've been on Neighbours, like our. Yeah. Our. Uh, I've been on Neighbours too. Great. Good on yep. you, Jack. You know, a, a resident yeah, visit here. I was on Neighbours twice. I played. I played myself, and <laughs> Kylie wanted to be a swanette, so I taught her how to sing and dance. Yep. She's worth 450 million and today I'm worth fuck all. Yep, and uh, Mrs. Minogue still misses you. <laughs> <laughs> which which medium or setting do you feel best suits your comedy style, Jack? Good question, Tony. Mate, I love it all. I mean, Very I, good question, co-host. I, <laughs> <laughs> over to you. Tripping over each other, are you? No, good no, on really. you. I'll do good the funny stuff. There. I'll do the funny stuff. Um, yeah. Mate. Thank you. Uh, okay, <laughs> so um, I do love television because it, it really suits my style just walking – Looking right down the barrel of the camera. Yep, yep. Love live because you can interact with hecklers and be spontaneous. And uh, and look, I love film. I've been in two movies, um, both produced by Paul Fenny. Yeah, right. Fat Pizza, which oh, was an excellent movie. He's a beauty, isn't he? I've been on Fat Pizza. I love it. How funny is he? Oh, yeah. Paul Just Fenny. about everybody had a cameo role in that oh, movie yeah. except you, Warwick. Oh, yeah. I actually did a love scene with Annalise Brackensack. I did. It was in it. In 1986, oh, I love it. Yeah, in, yeah. I did, I did in a, the series, yes, yeah, in yeah. the series, in, in the series. In, in a Sydney car yard, I had to had to have a love scene with Adelise, and Paul comes past oh. the camera and goes, "There's, there's Dwayne Carey," <laughs> and I'm going to sell the story to No Idea magazine. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's clever, Paul, isn't he? Oh, Paul's oh. clever. He's good. Sounds like quality writing. He's a good. Yeah. Don't try and be facetious, Tony, <laughs> or I'll fuck you right up. Jeez. <laughs> uh, no beeping. No beeping in this podcast. Oh, no, no, no. We get away with terrorism. We're yeah. senses. And Warwick's on painkillers tonight too. So. Yeah, I just had me. Uh, I had a seven mil uh, kidney stone. So. I'm oh take, really? I've had a kidney stone. Jeez, isn't that painful, yeah. mate? Oh. I was lucky. I knew the surgeons. You love. You love caps. So I got a half price, and the um, they got a new procedure, <laughs> Elliot. They they grind it out now. They laser it out. Before you piss it out, so I didn't feel yep. it. Thank it's God, unbelievable. Yeah. Exactly what yeah. they do with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it sort of vibrates yeah. and it breaks it up. Thank God. So, yep. Jack, how does the, lift, the, the joke writing yep. process happen for you? Do you start with a funny premise, or does it take time? And does it take time to edit and tighten that up over time, or how do you how do you come up with these? Yes, you know, one liners that are so you know. Another great question, Tony. Hard hitting. Tony's done his research tonight, mm-hmm. Elliot. I'm very impressed. Uh, look, uh, Tony, a, a couple of glasses of red wine help. Yeah, so they, do. They, um, they do. I just like to get into a relaxed environment. It generally is at a restaurant where I'm looking at the water or the mountains, yep. and just cutting off from all the tedium of day-to-day life and just I just pull out a pen and pad and just go into silly mode and just write down an idea and then you know twist and turn it a few times and just like funny things look, I might write yeah I might write seven or eight one-liners in a you know lunchtime burst of writing and one of those might work but the thing is that you add up a lot of those ones and it adds up to six you can get you, can, you, know, all, you get a, a bit of material out of it, Elliot. Yeah. Elliot, it's all it's all about it's all about timing and how you because you're you're the deadpan master. It's funny. It's about timing and waiting. You know what I mean, mm. Elliot? Yeah, yeah so I believe, mate. Elliot, I've heard that timing, hey, hey, Elliot. <laughs> it's all about uh, Elliot. It's how, timing. About, how about this one, Elliot? I've got more lines of it in these fishing boat. <laughs> Caps goes boom. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, speaking of uh, oh, t- timing. Jack, uh, like I said to you on the phone, one of the favourite opening lines that I heard from you was, and you know, I'm not going to do my my Elliot Goblet impression again, but it was when you walk out on stage and you say, you know, yeah, hi, I'm Elliot Goblet. I'm inside and, uh, or something. To save time, I'm not going to bother learning all of your names. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, so, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah really, can, mate, can, can you can you show me how it's really yeah, done? Yeah, just a couple of So you're really you're really facetious. Okay, we, um, we love it. Let me do it. Okay, um, Elliot, good no. evening. I'm Elliot Goblet. Hello, let me take two because I was interrupted. Then. You don't fuck it up, mate. Good evening. Take three. 
Good evening. I'm Elliot Goblet. If you don't mind, I'll just press on without getting all of your names. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot if goes you do boom. That in a big theatre. Oh, Works in a theatre. Yeah, oh, that is. You got just, a few more for us, mate? Oh, that's comedy gold. Couple of well, that, that's just my opening. But I've got all these catchphrases like, you know, I do all of my own choreography and uh, you can't help bad luck, can you? <laughs> you yeah, know, things like that. I've got a whole lot of catchphrases, which works for me. Uh, Give uh, us a couple more. I absolutely love it. I got love any, it. Got any more? Oh. What's a couple of your favourites? What's your favourites, uh, mate? Um, oh, a couple of uh, favourite one-liners. Oh, yeah. the one uh, Jokes that always work are things like, uh, I hate it when somebody comes to your front door and puts their finger over the peephole. <laughs> so to get around that. I've got 11 peepholes. <laughs> yeah, jokes like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fantastic. That's a ripper. Uh, in more recent or, time, um, you've, you've been a part of creating the Crimson Goat uh, Cabaret Comedy Club that's produced over 30 shows. Where's that, Jack? Tony? Where's that, um, Tony? What's been your role in the development of that club and what does the future hold for you and, and, and in terms of that? Well, I used to run the Crimson Goat Cabaret Club at Ormond Hall in, in Melbourne, a great theatre. Uh, with with Mitchell Faircloth, yep. ex you know, Slim Whittle. Um, but I stopped doing that a, a few years ago because I got tired of producing. But recently uh, there's this new comedy club called The Rubber Chicken and they named a bar after me, ah. uh, the <laughs> Elliot Goblet Bar. <laughs> yep. That's they named it, yeah, me and Mick Malloy have got bars named after us. What about yeah. you, Warwick? No got, bar named oh, after yeah, you? Yeah, i got a porno named after me, Triple X Kappa. That went good. That's uh, 1.6 million. <laughs> I actually did a. Oh, really? I'm the only football I ever do a porn movie, so that made me about 1.4 million. Yeah. It was great, but I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got, I haven't got a bar named after me. But I've got my own, I've got my own <laughs> wa- Elliot. I've got my own wine though. Capas <laughs> Legends Cherez. I've got my own wine. Oh, okay, right. I've got my own bottle. Look at this. <laughs> you, uh, the listeners can't hear it, but it's. Uh, it says you only get out what you put in. That's true. Ah. That's true. Yeah. That's good. On yeah. my bottle it says, let us stick it up you. Better us than some other prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe that would be yours. Caps goes boom. Caps I've goes got boom. socks. I've got socks. I've got socks with the words, socks that won't walk out on you. Ah, that's good. Well, I mean, it just so yeah. happens that Warwick has his own socks I've got too. my own socks too. They have L socks. They're called nerd socks. Yeah, what's on them? Uh, just my face. What's on my, them? Just my face and body. They're $35.99 at the AFL <laughs> shop. Yeah, they're a fucking rip-off. So people can walk all over you, mate. Yeah, yeah. they're not bad. I'd show you, but they're about 10 feet away. So what, what's the what's the new club that you're involved in? Well, the, the rubber, rubber chicken. chicken. The rubber chicken. Give yep. that a, give yeah, that a because they named a bar after me, I thought I'd bring the cabaret club idea to them. So we've got the rubber chicken cabaret club. Okay. And uh, the next show, which is on February the 6th, it's been deferred three times, yeah. uh, that's going to be hosted by Chris Franklin. And you know Chris. Yeah, Chris yeah. is coming up later in the yeah. show. He's up next. How good's that? We'll he's come, up next. Well, we'll, he's going to be the MC of the next show. We'll, we'll, come, next with that show. Show, yeah. we'll come with that show. A couple of VIP tickets would be appreciated, uh, Elliot, if you don't mind. <laughs> but we might come along to that. Yeah, where are you based? Uh, where are, North, where are North, you based? North Baldwin. Right here with the Chinese. North Baldwin. <laughs> okay, two tickets for uh, Yeah, if you don't mind. It'd be be much, it'd be much I'm writing it down now. It'd be much appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, so they're okay, two Sunday night, Kappa, address, six. North we'll Baldwin. We'll, we'll give a plug on the TV show. We'll pump you up, get some people there. be great. Jack, you, you've got a show we, coming we're up. We're going to get people there anyway. You've yeah, got a show I coming know. up, Comedians with a Cause. It's got Richard Stubbs, Gab Rossi as, a, as you know, just to, to name a couple. Uh, what's happening with that show? Yeah. How's well, it it's a big one uh, in support of the Les Twentyman Foundation. That's at a place called Palms, at the Palms at Crown Casino. Very nice spot there. Um, so we should have about 900 people there, and there's uh, nine of Australia's best comedians on the bill, um, hosted by Tracy Bartram. Great. And people like Charlie Pickering, Denise Scott, uh, the Nelson Twins, Flacco, who's my favourite. I love him, yep. Um, what's that? I love him. He's very funny. I, I, like, I like the Nelson Twins. I've worked with them a few times. Very, oh, very, very funny. Phenomenal, aren't they? Funny yeah. twins, very funny. Very funny. So it's it's going to be a great bill. Elliot Goblet's on that bill, and um, and a couple of reasonably new people, uh, Mayumi Nabetsu and Josh Glance. They're uh, yeah, the tail end, but but they are excellent acts on their own. So it's it's going to be really not, nine top acts at the Palms at Crown on February twenty seven. So a few things coming up. That's Next good, year. Mate. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be great. Well, Jack, on behalf of the T-Wiz podcast, we want to thank you for your time. Thanks, Jack. You can check out Jack Levi, a.k.a. Elliot Goblet, coming up in November 28th at Arco Bar for a dinner and show. Go to elliotgoblet.com.au to keep in touch or book Elliot to MC your wedding. 
yep. is in the same business as you there, Wiz. Yes, I do a few weddings. I marry people and I do Bucks Nights. So thanks, Jack, for your time. Fantastic. Yeah, the Wizard and I will post all of Jack slash Elliot's info on our socials. So get behind a legend of Australian legend. comedy. And we'll see you February the show. be fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Jack. Coming up after the next song, we've got the great Australian bloke, the great Aussie bloke, Chris Franklin, taking us to the break as a great new song from T-Wiz alumni Jason Vorher. You can find Jason on Apple Music, Spotify, or Jason Vorher Music on Facebook. Here is Living in the Suburbs. The noisy neighbour's leaf blower Always makes me feel right at home And that dog over the back fence that just won't stop barking Guess he hates just being on his own The catcher keeps falling off the lawnmower That old Victor engine starting to miss And I just remembered that I forgot that it was midnight in this suburban bliss Living in the suburbs You've got everything you need Living in the suburbs Some might say it's the great Australian dream The kids are riding on their longboards All the way along Alexander Avenue they're dodging the morning traffic as they make their way to school The SUVs and the four-wheel drives Sit like giant cane toads Well, they're everywhere through this whole estate Just blocking up the roads Living in the suburbs You've got everything you need Living in the suburbs Some might say it's the great Australian dream The city lights are shining brightly Trying to entice me Southeastern arterial. At least you get to catch up on the radio and all their comedy material. The Wellington Road turnoff is just up ahead, but being stuck here can be hell. It's probably gonna be bumper to bumper all the way down to the Stamford Hotel. Living in the suburbs. Hey, Wiz. Yeah, mate. You know how you signed a record deal with EMI and sold yeah. more albums than Leaf Garrett? 1.3 million copies, yep. Well. What about it? Our next guest did exactly the I same know. thing. He's a smart bastard, isn't he? Give a warm hand on his opening. Oh, it's the yeah. great Aussie bloke, Chris Franklin. I've Can you believe it? I've given him plenty of hands on his warm opening. And he's he's <laughs> fell on that shirt. I've done, I've done shows with him. He's a funny prick. Good hey, on you, mate. How, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm good, Wiz. Great I'm good, mullet. Tony. How you going, boys? Yeah, good, great, mate. great mullet. How you going, mate? Thank you. We love the mullets. I tell everyone it's a it's a lifestyle, not a hairstyle. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It certainly is, mate. It wasn't that long ago I saw you got your head shaved. Yeah, yeah, did it for the um, cancer research thing every year. The missus and I go to camp for cancer in country Victoria. There, about a thousand people go camping, raise money. 
And um, yeah, shaved the locks off two years ago and raised ten grand. Yeah, geez, it grew back quick, mate. Good effort, mate. You got good hair. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still hanging in there too. I've taken some hair tablets. Get me hair. Get me hair thicker. <laughs> hey. yeah, you, you need to get your mullet back now, Wiz. Yeah, I think yeah, it's still uh, there. they're, they're still in fashion again. Chris, look. Are they actually? Do they actually work, mate? Are they work? Yeah, I've taken these hair tablets. So. Actually gets me cock harder too, so it doubles up good. Saves you getting fucking cock cancer. Makes your makes your hair grow a bit and makes your cock a bit harder, so it's a good. Yeah, right. Hey, Chris, you got your start 24 years ago last week, and you shot onto the national stage around about year 2000 with your massive hit song, Bloke. He did. How did a sailor in the Royal Australian Navy become a stand-up comedian? Yes, good question, Tony. Oh, there was a lot in what? between that. Marcy, um, yeah, I, I uh, had a brick paving business after I, I worked around the country as a chef because I was a cook in the navy. Yep. Um, uh, one of the kitchen hands at a restaurant in Western Australia where I was working, uh, her husband was a brick paver. Uh, <laughs> I'm going the long way around for this story. <laughs> We've got plenty of time, uh, mate. That's all right. We get paid by the minute. He, he needed <laughs> a labourer, so I went labouring on inch. the Monday and Tuesday on my days off, and I never went back to cook, and I went, fuck that. I'm working outside. It's good fun. Yeah. And I um, uh, started my own brick paving company, went broke, drank all the money, uh, drank my house away, ended up in an alcohol rehab. Went back to Victoria with me tail between my legs. I was homeless in Victoria, wandered into a pub that had comedy on, bumped into a bloke that had been on Hey Hey at Saturday. How's that? Uh, annoyed, annoyed him for about eight hours with old Cole Elliott jokes and um, <laughs> he talked me into getting up on stage and there you go. And the rest is history. Fucking got to love those Cole Elliott yeah. jokes. And we love you to fill that shirt. And you, 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 you're <laughs> I, like I was lucky right. enough to do a gig with Cole many years later. Yeah, yeah. he was an idol of mine when I was – Bit younger, and uh, we end up working together. Yeah, he's great. Jack, uh, Mark Jackson loved him. loves him too. He's, he used to be from Queensland. He's very funny, Colin. He? Yeah, great, yeah. great, great timing. So, mate, what were the early days like? How hard was it to take that first leap? You know, where did, where did you cut your teeth and and refine your act? Yeah, in Melbourne. Uh, every Sunday afternoon, they had like an eight-hour open mic show at the ESPY. Yeah, at different yeah. MCs through different hours, and um, yeah, it, I, I went. That was the first one I got invited along to by that comedian, and. Um, just realised what a, a there was a lot of camaraderie, a lot of mateship, and I was homeless, so people didn't give a shit. They, they welcomed me into the fold, and they from there I found out where other open mic rooms were at the Star and Garter in South Melbourne and the yep. Armadale Ho- Hotel out on High Street there. Yep, yep. And um, found a you know a, popping up and doing three or four gigs a week at these open mic spots and just honing the talent. And and you probably found yeah, a bit of, you probably the, found a bit of a bit of family there, a bit of camaraderie for yourself. Yeah, doing definitely. That, I, I, I was sleeping on people's lounge room floors instead of uh, park benches. Outside, and, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. an upgrade. That'd be Mate, tough. Not long after we first met, you emceed my outdoor festival, the Peace, Love and Music Festival in Croydon in 1997. Remember that? I remember that, mate. Yeah. I, I was still very raw. Yeah. Uh, there was a truck on the footy oval yeah. with, with uh, the band. Yep. And it was all hippies and, and yeah. peace and love and, and pot and whatever. It was interesting for me that the fire twirler, the fire came off the end of his stick and set fire to one of the tents selling hippie shirts. Yeah, that's the, a- the guy in the tent wanted to kill him, but he couldn't because it was a hippie festival. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, I mean that, that actually came about after you performed at the Growling Dog Bar in Ringwood back in the late 90s when I was running Wednesday night comedies there with myself and Marshall Butters were coordinating all the comedians. Is that where you met him? Yeah, yeah, right. Was that the one? Was that the one that was called the construction site at the time? Wasn't uh, it? No, it was. A, yeah, it first started as a construction site, then it eventually became the Growling Dog Bar, and we just ran. Yeah, I, right. I, I ran the comedy through the construction site days, and then into the Growling Dog, and, and took it beyond there. But uh, I, I, remember I remember the first time I, I saw that. you. Yeah, there was fantastic. Thanks, mate. I, rem- I remember that hippie festival. One of the headlining bands who I'd never heard of came up to me, and they're going off. Oh, we, we want freshly squeezed guava juice in our dressing room. And I'm, I'm thinking, fuck, they want a dressing room. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's an unusual job, comedy. I've been in comedy 28 years. It's not easy, is it? You've, you've, what, what was your ah. first job like? It's, um, you, can fr- you can freeze out there, can't you? You have to be on the ball. I've had a few. Oh, jack- yeah. I've had oh, a few jack- there, was, the there was one in the early days. I, I was doing a gig in Port Melbourne somewhere, and I, I, was, I was doing a Col Elliott joke about Chopper Reed not having any ears. And. Um, some bloke in the audience said, watch what you say, mate. You never know who's in the fucking audience. And I went, oh, fuck, here we go. Someone's <laughs> going to shoot me. Yeah, yeah I've had a few disasters too. I was up on stage once and this guy was, I said, stop drinking, mate. You're a piss pot. And he goes, you happen to be an alcoholic. I went, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> fuck, he was, a, he was in a punch on the stage. I'm going, shit. Oh, fucking timing is everything in yeah, comedy, isn't it? I, I remember back in the uh, Growling Dog and the construction site days, Chris had some great 
comics. Dave Hughes, Dave O'Neill used to come pretty frequent. Also, another guy that I absolutely loved. I know he was a great mate of yours, Dave Grant. Dave Grant was an absolute legend. He, he was known as the godfather of Australian comedy with his big black jacket, looked like the mafia. He did. Up he there. Great, um, turned comedy into a into a mathematical equation, I reckon. It was all about laughs per minute and um, yep. you'd get there two hours before the show and rearrange all the seating and the lighting, make yeah. sure everything worked right for the it, comedian. The room had to be right. Amazing. Yep. Like, we ended up being business partners at the um, at the comics lounge in North Melbourne. We, we yep. both pulled out of that eventually, but... Um, yeah, it's a yeah, great, yeah. Great, great uh, very sad when we lost him to pancreatic cancer. Yeah, I, one of his jokes, and I, I won't even attempt to say it, but I remember he was talking about something along the lines of he, you know, was constantly getting pulled over by the cops for drink driving, and they took him back to the station, did a urine test. They said, "Mr. Grant, there's alcohol in that urine." He's like, "Fucking give it here then," <laughs> you know. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was. He had uh, some he, good he was jokes. An Mate, what, what is fire machine gun. That's, that's the cop said to me. They said, why can you blow in the bag? I said, why are your chips hot? Boom. They didn't, laugh, they didn't laugh either. Hold on, here we go. One of Dave's great jokes, he, he used to say, uh, the cop would say to him, what's your birth date, Mr. Grant? And he'd say the 16th of the 1st. And he'd say, which year? He'd say, every year, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Hey, um, hey, mate, what are some of the more notable performances or experiences that you've had over the years now was, that you've been in the game for so long? I was going to ask you that, but you've cut me lunch. Okay. Sorry, mate. You can have half the sandwich. <laughs> okay. We'll share it. Where'd you, where'd, you first start, um, where'd you first start, mate? Melbourne, obviously? After those... Yeah, yeah, yeah. After in, those uh, shows you mentioned before? In and around the pubs after of Melbourne. That, yep. Sorry, mate. Yeah, because you started um, uh, early in the 80s, um, about 1978, 79, you started? Or? No, it was uh, 87. 87, a bit later. That was, that was my best year, 130 Yeah, 12th thanks. of October, 1987. That was my best year, 87. <laughs> thanks for alluding to that. Took Mark of the Century and kicked 103, <laughs> but enough about me. Let's talk about you. What do you think of me? <laughs> Caps goes boom. Deb. There it is. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, what, what are some of the more notable performances that you've yeah. had or experiences that you've had, Chris? What's your best one, you think? Um, Sing and Bloke in the middle of the MCG at a Richmond North Melbourne game. That, that was pretty good. And yeah, uh, North Melbourne got me to do it at a, a game they played against Sydney at the SCG. Yep. And that, that sound guy had fucked it all up. Um, I might have been, been playing today. The music going throughout the stadium, what and I, I had the earpiece in. I could hear the music. I was singing. I could hear my voice in the in the oh, fallback in feedback. the ear, but it wasn't coming out of the main PA. Oh, shit. I had my head up on the big screen. I'm just mouthing these words that no one can fucking hear. <laughs> what year was that, Chris? I might have been playing that game. People at the SCG. Was that 88, 87? Oh. Sorry. What year was that, Chris? Oh no, no, that that was 2001, maybe. Okay, I retired yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah, I was back at home looking at my fucking highlights. For nine, for nine weeks. I imagine that, uh, <laughs> one of the notable performances is when you went over to the Middle East, Chris. Yeah, tell us about that. Performing for the troops. Yeah, was, that. I, that I went over and did some shows for the Australian troops over in Afghanistan. They would have been they unbelievable. a great job before 60 Minutes got involved. Yeah, right. But, um, yeah, that, yeah that, fucked up, that fucked it up, didn't they? So, what, so tell us, what, what, no, happened, what happened there? Just re refresh our memory on that. What, what was the deal there? It did a show in the southern province of Afghanistan uh, in the back of a truck and the Tarrant this particular base was completely surrounded by mountains and the bad guys, the Taliban, uh, were in the mountains. And so they couldn't have any lights on in the base of a night yep. or, yeah. or they'd see what was going on. So me and the musicians did a show on the back of a truck in the middle of the compound outdoors at night in fucking complete darkness. <laughs> you have Except for the fucking big spotlight on the comedian. Did you have a microphone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And a spotlight on me. I was lit up like a fucking Christmas tree. If the <laughs> Taliban wanted to shoot any fucker. It's like, ah. I'm, saying, I'm saying to the troops that there's a little red dot on my forehead. It's not part of the fucking lighting yeah. show. One of, one of the guys up yeah, the hill is like, that. I can't see anything. Hang on a minute. I can see one guy really well. <laughs> I bet you've done, you done, you done shows, Chris, where the microphone's fucked up. It's happened to me plenty of times. And that makes you... Oh, yeah. I, like I said, that happened at the MCG, that at the SCG, that's, that's, mate. That separates no one, the memory, no boys, doesn't it? Yeah, I've done a few with Jacko and it's gone out going, oh, fuck, here we go. If you're not in your game, they get those pot, cordless they get mics with the batteries in them. They're the, they're the yeah. ones that are hard work. They're, yeah, they always go batteries flat. Batteries go flat. Yeah, I did one. They'll always go flat on a punchline too. I did one two. <laughs> I did one two months ago, and sure enough, I thought I bet it's going to fuck up here at Greensboro. Sure enough, no microphone. She got on people there. I said, yeah. "Fucking pressure on me." But if they respect you, they won't talk <laughs> over you. So it's just it's luck of the draw, isn't it? Yeah. If they like you, they'll shut up. If they're, if they're arrogant, yeah, so that's they'll, right. They'll talk over you. Yeah. You'd struggle then, Wiz. 
Yeah, <laughs> I'll do the funny stuff, mate. I actually, I actually cured it. I actually cured it and charged them three and a half, so I was happy oh, and sold four go. frames. So I was very happy with myself. There you go. <laughs> yeah. oh. But oh. It's, not, it's not an easy game, mate. That's is it? What it it's is. not an easy game, is it? You have to know what you're doing. Nah, no. Nah. It does get easier as you yeah go uh, as you do it longer. The, yeah. The the less you, you the less you start to care, the easier it gets. Yeah, that's what I found in the last five years. I didn't, if you don't give a fuck, but they sort of laugh along with you. You laugh at them, you laugh at yourself. Yeah. It sort of works. Yeah. So, Chris, how would you say your actors yeah. or your process has evolved over the years? Um, it's that's a that's a good question, Tony. I, I thank you, Chris. I was private school. <laughs> <laughs> I was private school educated, so I, I can't. I write too well. I, I I can't write how my bogan character speaks on stage. I, I, yep. I write You're proper too English. So, yep. Yeah, I've, I've given up writing. I just. I'll, I'll think of a funny idea. I'll try it on stage. If they don't laugh, I'll try it worded differently three different times. Yep. If I can't yep. get them to laugh after three times, I just drop it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Do you find that uh, the jokes they evolve, they tighten up over time? You kind of get the fat off them. Yeah, for sure. I, yep. I, I look back at um, or the '98 Raw final that I won that was televised on ABC, yep. and I'm still doing some of those jokes, but they're very different to how I did them then. And I, yep. I cringe when I look at how they how I told them back then. I thought, fuck, yep. that's bad. Yep. Yeah. Mate, how often do you have to deal with heckles? And what? And even better, what are some of the best heckles you've had? Oh, that's what you had. Um, not so much. But I just get drunk on blokes trying to have a go. But uh, I'm known throughout the the comedy circuit in Australia as being able to deal with the hecklers pretty well. I've seen a couple of the videos that, that they've been great. Yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta be quick. I've what are, got, What are some of the better heckles you've heard? Um, in Edinburgh, there was a, a American comedian at the Edinburgh Comedy Festival at the at the um, ball pit there at um, the Gilded Balloon, and his opening joke was meant to be, um, "Hi, I'm I'm uh, schizophrenic," and then he'd say, "And so am I." <laughs> and he got to the first part. He, he said, "Hi, I'm schizophrenic," and this Scottish bloke in the crowd yelled out, "Well, why don't you both fuck off then?" <laughs> I know. I hate the hecklers. Uh, Jacko punched, uh, punched a couple of guys out once. He couldn't handle it. I hate the people that just keep talking over you and it fucks it up, doesn't it? They keep talking. Yeah, they're, they're worse than hecklers. If they're not makes, calling out to you, if they're just talking yeah, at their table, they're, they're of, fucking yeah, hard work. It fucks your timing up. And, it's and they get the shit. Yeah, it's happened to They get the shits with you for interrupting their conversation. Yeah. And Jacko and me say, <laughs> Jacko and me say to them, I'm sorry for talking while you're interrupting. Yeah, yeah. I, I call him a crayfish. I call him, I call him a crayfish. You got a body full of meat and a head full of shit. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, mate, as a Tasmanian VB drinking sailor with a mullet, do you think you're trying to make Warwick jealous of your backstory? <laughs> <laughs> don't try to be funny, Tony. It took me a while to write that. I, I don't think anyone could beat Wiz's backstory. Oh, no, probably not. Yeah. And. and no one can ever forget it either because he keeps fucking telling us how oh, good he was, shit. doesn't he? I'm like you. I keep milking the fucking shit out of it, don't I? I just keep milking the shit out of it. Now, <laughs> now I'm doing it on Cameo and Memo, just fucking rotting them for $200 a minute. <laughs> it's, only, it's only income i got. So I just keep doing those Cameos. Well, they're, Birth, they're going messages okay. And they're, they're going, going okay. Yeah, they're doing 30, 40 a week. It's good. Yeah, mate, that's unbelievable. Hey, uh, Chris, your Wikipedia page lists a string of coveted awards and prizes that include a platinum album for Best Single Bloke, National Triple J Raw Comedy Winner of Best New Comedian, the PBS Radio Best Up-and-Coming Comedian, Grand Finalist of the National Green Faces Competition, third prize of the Comedy Hotel's Night of Nights. I mean, things are starting to taper off a bit there, but uh, bit, it's bit. been a stellar career so <laughs> he's far. Done, so what's the, what's the highlight for you so far, mate? Probably being on our show. Well, all you've listed there is the first six months of my career. Yeah. There you go. There um, you go. Capri's done fucking shitloads, mate. Don't, don't embarrass him. He's done everything. <laughs> I don't think Chris embarrasses too easy. Chris is good. Chris is um, very good. Th through what I do, I've become friends with uh, Nick Chug, uh, Michael Chug's son from Chug Entertainment. Yep. yep. And through that connection, they, they got me to host the Denelequan Blues and Roots Festival. Yeah. Uh, Two-day festival over Easter. I did it for the two years that it ran, so How four 11-hour days in total. Really? Sorry, mate. Is that a good day? Good, 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 good. Four 11-hour oh, days. Great time. They're just, yeah, like a, a, Friday, a Saturday and Sunday each year for yep. two years. Right. And and all the bands that were on there, so I'm just finding myself standing there going, uh, ladies and gentlemen, here's Tony Joe White. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Bob Marley's original Whalers. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeez. here's Boz Skaggs. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Chris Isaac. Yep. Buddy, the Doobie Brothers, uh, you know, all of these names. Bonnie Raitt. It was amazing. The, the headliner one year was um, Status Quo. And, um, rubbing shoulders because there, it, mate, don't you? 
because it was such a big event, I had a script writer that would find out all the information on each band and write the paragraph that I was meant to say to the audience. Yeah. And uh, they were closing the Saturday night of the first year, 10,000 people in the audience, just about to go out and read or recite this thing that I'd practised that had been written for me. And their little English tour manager comes over and goes, mate, when you introduce status quo, could you not use the word status quo? <laughs> I said, you know what a fucking introduction is, mate? Like, I meant to say who it is. Yeah. He said, oh, there's legal issues with the name. The oh, bloke no. owns the name isn't in the band anymore. Oh, right. there's a lot of and I've walked out in front of 10,000 people and gone, ladies and gentlemen, here's them cunts from the Coles commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I just, yeah, I, and I just, missed, I just missed out the Coles commercial. Oh fuck! What a great intro! Bloody cave it! What? Did, how did that come back to bite you, mate? Did they have a crack? I, I walked back off. He's just staring at me like, "What the fuck?" Damn, and I, I've gone, mate. I didn't freedom, mention their name. Status quo song. Yeah, <laughs> three cheers for Coles. Hopefully, I'll be on that next year because I got, I got burnt this year because of COVID. Oh, just pissed mate, off. That's an absolute. This little roadie came up to me and said. Um, Michael Chug wants to see you in his office. Oh. I've gone, fuck, there we go. I've, I've just blown everything. Know, Walked into his office. He uh, handed me a VB and said, thanks for that. That prick's been annoying me all day. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I think Chris is a bit like me. You don't mind stepping over the line sometimes. Who cares? Yeah, he doesn't it's good mind, fun, that. Hey, nah, Chris, that's right. Hey, Chris, the, uh, the 2022 Melbourne Comedy Festival is scheduled for March 30th through the 24th of April next year. You're going to produce a show for the festival? Oh, every year for the for the last probably ten years, I've hosted a late night show called the After Party. It's a it's a free gig in the front bar at the Exford, okay. and so it's a shit fight. It starts at eleven at night, goes to one o'clock in the morning. Do you have like no one's ro- paid to be there? Guests. They're all drunk. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's predominantly open mic, but through twenty four years of, in the industry, you know, I can every year I'll talk Husey into coming down and doing something. Bill yep. Ruckjai, a singer, still comes down. A few of the international guys. Yep. Not that we'll probably have any this year. Last year, what we did was um, put the big screen down behind the stage and we uh, zoomed in all the international acts from their homes. Yeah, great. Right. When's your next gig, uh, Chris? December? Tonight, mate. December, Uh, January? I'm in country Western Australia at the moment and uh, off to do a sporting club. I can't pronounce the name of the town. It starts with a J and it's got an up at the end of it. Okay, Gengelop. That means you're two hours behind us. He's playing in Jup. Gengelop. Gengelop. I've done a couple of things Three hours behind you at the moment, mate. Daylight savings are starting. I've done a few shows there with Jacko. It's good out there. Don't mind it. It's called Jerringing Up. Yep. Jerringing Up or something. Yep. Yep. Just going to call it Jerry. Yeah. Jerry. Playing at Jerry tonight, mate. What what are some of the great places to see comedy around the country? You 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 get around now. You're all over the place. You know, is there enough opportunity for aspiring and working comics in venues across the country? Who's your favourite? Yeah, every capital city's got a lot of open mic rooms, so so there's uh, uh, plenty of places to to hone your craft. And then then as you build up, all the capital cities have got a you know a premier venue as well. Um, yeah, so. The, the, the comics lounge would be in Melbourne. I, I haven't worked there since I, I stopped being a business partner there. But um, Sid, Sydney's got a lot of great venues, and their, their premier one would be the Comedy Store at Fox Studios there. Brisbane's got the sit-down comedy club in Paddington there. Um, over here in the west in Perth, they've got the Comedy Lounge, it's called. It's a specific built comedy venue. Fantastic place. Probably the, the best venue in the country at the moment, this one over here. Um, Tassie, although they're not specifically built venues, there's a there's a weekly room in Hobart and there's a monthly room in Launceston. So yep. okay, anywhere you go, where, there's there's what, comedy rooms happening. Where are the good yeah. rooms in Melbourne now? Comedy land, um, in Melbourne, your opinion, for, for a strangely comic. as it sounds, tiny little room called Spleen. Okay, where's that? That's uh, up, up the top of Collins Street. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's not underneath Collins the European Street. bar, is it? By any chance? No, nah, nah, round the corner from it. I like the European bar. Yeah, good. yeah. A lot of 80s acts here. Yeah, yeah the Spleen only holds about oh, 25 to 30 people, but it's great uh, fun to do every time. Yeah, right. Nice, nice and tight. They still sell VB long necks over the bar. So they're calling you, mate. Always nice. When are you back in Melbourne, Chris? My favourite city to be in, but I've, I've sadly been avoiding it lately because spring uh, at the moment it's like playing a game of chess. You've got to work out if I go to that city, am I going to be allowed to go and do that gig? I got booked after it, you know? Yeah, I've been predominantly working in Northern Territory, Tassie, South Australia, and Western Australia. 
I just noticed that on the Zoom chat that we're on, mate, you got a lot of Warwick Kappa memorabilia in the background there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just selling. Um, I'm actually selling. Uh, uh, there's 500 of those for sale. One of 500, the Hall of Fame jumper, 100 gold jumper. That's um, going on for sale next in two weeks. Actually, it was one of 500. So we sold a few last and, week. And how many lots of those 500 have you got, mate? Uh, a few. Yeah, there's only one of 500, <laughs> mate. So they're they're exclusive and they're. Unlike Ricky Nixon's, they're actually exclusive. So they're great, one. Uh, big shout <laughs> out to Ricky. I was going to ask if you've been selling footballs with Ricky Nixon. Yeah, three cheers to Ricky. He's the best. Hello to Chicken, too, if he's listening. We love the yeah. old chicken, chicken lips. <laughs> yeah, we certainly do. Hey, when you're back in Melbourne, Chris, would you uh, drop into the Kappa Cave and, and jump in the podcast in uh, in the flesh? Come down and say hello. We'll get you a cart in the VB. Also, we're boys. Having a ball. We'll get you a yeah. cart in the VB. We'll have a big night. Sounds good. And, no, I'll, sh- and I'll show you my highlights. All you've got to do is... Uh, <laughs> I stay at the experts. All you got to do is just leave a trail of VB cans that lead to the the Kappa Cave, and I'll uh, I'll, right. I'll find my way there eventually. You can just sleep here, and mate. We'll, we'll, we'll get fucked up. We'll That's send our, uh, our our terrible production assistant Nikki D over in a car with a yeah. slab of VB, and he can just drive you here. You can drink in the back yeah, seat yeah, on the way over. Yeah, we'll get your we'll get your Uber over here, mate. Be great. One slab, fuck. Is it only a ten minute drive? It is. Okay. A, it is a ten minute drive. Okay, yeah. we'll get yeah. you six yeah. in. I wouldn't insult <laughs> you. I wouldn't insult you by leaving you. We'll leaving get you get six, mate. In the back we love you. But uh, Chris, mate, thank you so much. I know that you've got a show to go to and get ready for. I mean, you're gonna have to, you know, do your little meditation and your uh, star do you, jumps. Do your makeup, have a shave, <laughs> get your mullet going, good like I do. Get your face uh, freshened up. Uh, Chris Franklin, ladies I'm not having and gentlemen, a shave, mate, I'm getting ready, getting ready to get gigs at Christmas as Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. I actually got one today. I'm Pixstar, so I'm happy. I'm the, I'm the secret Santa. <laughs> I said I'll do fuck. I said I'll do anything with twenty three hundred dollars for an hour and a half. I'll fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> Secret Santa. Good on you, mate. Thanks for yeah. thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for your time, mate. It was fantastic tonight. For anybody that wants to find out what you're doing, Chris, they can go to your Facebook page, Chris yeah. Franklin. We'll give you the website and the Facebook page. Yeah, sure. It's just Chris Franklin. There's a, a fan page and my personal page. I, I don't hide it. So yeah. Yep. You, you'll have trouble getting on the personal page. They only let me have five thousand friends or followers there, yeah. and I'm, I've already hit the capacity All there right. a long time ago. So. No need to brag. But yeah, very we'll, popular. Very, we'll, you're, we'll, very, you're, very, you're very, you're very, you're very, We'll, uh, we're going to pop, we're going uh, to pop Chris Franklin's Song uh, links, links, uh, and socials on our social pages. Yeah, we'll, we'll so put, put his links on, and we'll put his song on, then we'll play my song afterwards. Yeah, um, we're probably not going to do that tonight. You fucking better, mate. I need to take what's mine. I'm a yubbo. I'm a up the guts. You ripper. We love the yubbo song. It's a ripper. <laughs> How about sing a couple of answers now, Chris? Can you? <laughs> so, we'll sing it together. Ready? Okay, let's hear this. I've forgotten how it goes, Wiz. Yeah. I'm a yubbo. I'm a gogba. I like it up the guts. You're the best. Boom. <laughs> oh, I can hear that going platinum again. Yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, to all our listeners, Thanks we want to send Chris. out a big thank you, big T-Wiz thank you to Chris Franklin. We love Chris. An absolute legend. Thank you, bloke. It's been fantastic. We love the bloke. Thanks for being on the, the T-Wiz podcast. We'll see you in January, Chris. Favourite segment, Warwick. It's our happy birthday cunt. Nikki D, you're going to bring him up for us, please, buddy? Our first one coming up. Got mate, okay. Our first celebrity birthday this week is former frontman from Van Halen, the powerhouse Sammy Hager. Sammy Hager, ready? Happy, Happy birthday, Candy. Who else we got there, Warwick? Oh, we got fucking plenty tonight, mate. We got plenty. We also celebrate the birthday of Churnside Park under 16's football coach, Mr. Justin King. King, a local legend like myself and friend of the show and a great Swannies fan. So, Happy, Happy birthday, Candy. <laughs> Okay, we've got one more. And finally, a young man who has reached the ripe old age of 18 this week. And he's another Swanee fan and a lovely Wizard Kappa fan. So he gets a very special humor. Yeah. Mm. It's a big shout out to Maxie, Maxie Romano. We love you, Maxie. We love you, Maxie. Here it is. Happy birthday, Kanti. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Well, that's it for another episode of the T-Wiz podcast. On behalf of myself, Tony Marks, and the wizard, Warwick Kappa, would like to thank Jack Levi and Chris Franklin for appearing on the show tonight. Coming up next week, we've got the Band of Brothers coming to celebrate the release of my new single, When the Night Comes. Stick around. Taking us out right now is the legend, my good friend Simon Hosford, playing a spectacular guitar solo on his new 
5150 guitar. This is Live with the Net. Uh-huh. 